I often talk about the power of using your intention. So in this episode, I'll talk about the difference between intention and focus. Now, it may seem like a subtle distinction, but actually those are two very different things and we need to know how to use them differently. So here we go, episode 88, Focus versus Intention. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. With horses, how we use our minds can make all the difference between successful communication and willing cooperation and confusion or mistrust. And it makes sense because horses are sensitive living beings. They feel stuff and they're always reading our body language and our intentions. It's how a a prey animal knows the difference between a hungry lion getting up and a lion who isn't hungry. He's just getting up to turn around and reposition himself. But this ability to read intentions is not just reserved for prey animals. I think we all, and by we all, I mean all living things, are able to read intention. Our intention shows through our body language. Our body language gives away intention, unless you work hard to have it not do that. And unfortunately, we humans do work hard at disconnecting our body and our minds humans and our weird social customs and rules about what's okay and what's not okay have, I think, distorted us. We've become so good at disconnecting our bodies from our minds. We're, we're so good at looking one way and feeling another. So good at it that now to be natural with a horse is something we have to take a course <laughs> to master. When so much of what we really need to be doing is, being, is to be fully present in our minds in this moment with bodies that are relaxed and free to be, well, an embodiment of the same moment that our minds are in. But so often we are not. So often when I teach people, I'm actually teaching them to dare to feel what they're feeling, and to trust it, or at least to be able to identify it, and to not pretend that things are working when they aren't, and to be more confident to say yes when things really are working. So I find it's less about learning how to do this. I think we're all born able to connect our mind and our bodies and express intention and body language naturally. When I teach, it's more about giving people permission to unlearn all the things that are keeping people from being really present with their horses. Because horses are confused. (laughs) Many horses get confused. They move 
when we don't want them to move and they don't when we want them to. And this means that we, we have some work to do to show our horses that we're able to express our intentions in a meaningful way. I don't think horses have any trouble reading intentions, but we humans are not always so great at expressing them. Between our fellow humans, we often practice saying one thing when we really mean another. Or we we actively doubt ourselves at the very same time that we're actually doing the thing. That is incredibly confusing to horses. And actually, I think to other people, and actually I think it's confusing to ourselves. (laughs) We're just so used to doing it. And I think many behavior issues are a result of horses not being totally sure what we intend. So they're thinking, am I supposed to be doing something or is my human just like looking at me funny? (laughs) Is that a cue or is my human just a little off balance? And we need to be equally skilled in being aware of where our attention is in the moment, being able to focus deeply on what we are or we want to be paying attention to and having a clear intention of what we want the result in the future to be. So can we be aware of where our attention is in any moment to be able to focus deeply on that thing that we're paying attention to and have a clear intention we what we want the result in the future to be. So those are three different things, our attention, our focus, and our intention. So let's take a look at what I mean by those three things. So our attention is where the mind is. And there's all different kinds of attention. And an infinite number of things to possibly pay attention to. So we have a choice of what we're paying attention to. And this alone can be a lifelong journey to become a master of your attention. I don't know about you, but my brain is really good at jumping around to different things. (laughs) I think I'm paying attention to one thing. And then I realize I'm making a list of things to do in my brain, or I'm reviewing something that happened yesterday, or I'm thinking about something else that's in the future. And I thought I was paying attention to one thing, but there's some other stuff going on in there too. So that's where focus comes in. So focus is when you concentrate your attention on one thing in a particular way for a period of time. could be an extended period of time or just in a very concentrated way. So focus can be hard or soft. So a hard focus can be narrow and pointed. A softer focus can take in a wider field. So either way, Focus happens in the here and now, (laughs) and it actually can feel static, especially compared to 
intention. So what do I mean by static? Well, let's compare it to in intention, and then I think we'll see the difference. So intention is a thing intended. Okay, great, Karen. You're not supposed to use the same word in the definition. Right? It's intention is when you're intending. Well, it's when you have an aim or a plan. So to intend is to have a course of action as one's purpose or objective. So intention implies movement in some way. Intention means you're going from point A to point B. It could also be about being a certain way. Intention takes into account a picture of the future. And in order to get there, you will, in different moments, need to have particular things to focus your attention on. So I think we could do a whole thing about the nuances of the similarities and differences between um, focus and attention. And there's actually lots, if you look into this, like, what's the difference between focus and attention? You can go down a really interesting rabbit hole. <laughs> it's fun to contemplate that. Um, it is practical to know and to feel the difference between having a specific focus on a specific thing versus having an intention for a result. So, um, that's the main thing that I want to focus on here is, is the difference between what your, what your attention is focusing on versus having an, an intention for a result. So you can play with attention and focus and go down that rabbit hole on your own. I'm going to kind of focus on the difference between intention and attention. <laughs> I hope that's clear. All right. So let's Let's look first at the importance of intention. So let's say, as an example, um, the aids for a lateral yield while riding, so let's say a leg yield, it involves a shift of weight in the saddle, right? So um, that actually is the main aids. So you're going along, shift your weight to the side, the horse will move under the weight, and now you are yielding, doing a leg yield. But if you just put your attention and your focus on making a shift of weight, it won't necessarily work. I mean, you can lean over to check your girth and your weight will shift, but your horse doesn't do a leg yield necessarily. So a yield, a lateral yield is not just about the weight shift alone. It's about a weight shift with intention and the intention needs to come first. This is why in, you know, so many people, when they look up movements and dressage books and they read the paragraph of aids about how to do things, there's usually a, a big paragraph of aids of how to do a shoulder in or something like that. And then they go and they apply those aids and it doesn't necessarily work. We need the intention. Now I remember at, actually it was my very first natural horsemanship clinic that I went to. 
Um, and at one point the group was all riding around without reins and, uh, the horse I was on, this was actually relatively easy for us. And so I'm riding without, or riding around without reins, just having the time of my life because this is a Grand Prix horse. And, and I just felt like a little kid in this clinic. I was having so much fun. I'm like, I get to ride without reins. Like, this is so cool. And so I was doing actually a bridleless canter and I'm cantering around this huge arena. And uh, I was so much in my happy place that I hadn't noticed that the instructor had asked everyone to stop, but I didn't hear that. So I was still cantering around. So the teacher, um, I realized was now talking to me and he was saying things like, just breathe out, just try to sit down heavier, focus on relaxing. And, um, so I was doing all those things and my horse's canter just got yummier and yummier and more with me. And I was in more harmony and I was just happier. And so I'm just continuing to canter around the arena. So the instructor thought that I wasn't able to stop. So he kept giving me the aids, the techniques that I could use to stop. And then finally, I kind of looked around and went, oh, I'm the only one moving. <laughs> Everybody else was standing still. And I looked at him and I said, oh, do you, do you want me to stop? And he said, yes. Yeah. So I just stopped and my horse stopped in a heartbeat. So that's the difference between focusing on something and knowing the intention of that. Because I was sitting down, I was sitting heavier, I was breathing out, I was relaxing, but I had the intention of continuing at the canter and doing that. The instructor wanted me to stop. As soon as I knew the intention, it just happened. So think for a minute as I'm talking about this, are there any times that you feel like you are applying the correct aids? You're doing it, quote unquote, right. And now this, you might be thinking of horse examples, feel free to use a life example. Are there any areas of your life where you are going through the motions? You're doing the things, you're checking everything off on the list, and you're still not getting the result that you really, really want. Are you clear on your intention? So common mistakes that I see it's often the dedicated students who want to, quote, do it right, that end up working harder on, they work harder on their focus, but they sometimes forget about the intention. Like I said, they look in the book, they read the paragraph of AIDS, they look at all the things they're supposed to be doing, and they focus on doing them, but they forget about the intention. And this often happens when they're first learning an exercise. I mean, it's normal at first that we got to just like do our scales, right? We got to practice doing the, <laughs> doing the technique. But often the main concern at that stage is just to kind of get the steps done. You know, so like in the example above with me cantering my horse, I was doing the techniques, but I didn't know why. And that's why I didn't get the result that my instructor wanted, even though I was doing everything that he told me. 
So often when things aren't going as planned, many students assume that they're doing something wrong and they focus harder and harder on a small detail instead of stepping back and asking themselves or their teacher, (laughs) what am I aiming for? What will success look like? I love that question. What will success look like? So here's another example. Let's say your horse has comes in from the pasture and he's got a cut. He's got a wound on his hindquarters. You see it and you want to go investigate it. You want to take a look at it or clean it. Imagine that moment. You're going to you're seeing the from, you see the wound and you want to go look at it. You're going to have a really strong focus. You're going to have a strong attention on that wound. And you're going to be able to walk right up and look at the wound. Now, your horse might move if the wound is really sore and he could tell that you were looking at it. <laughs> but I'm actually going to say he might not unless he knew you were intending to go touch it and he knew it was going to hurt. <laughs> but so let's, let's maybe, maybe it's not a good example for a wound. Maybe you've got like a bit of mud. <laughs> There's just some mud, something your horse doesn't think is going to hurt him. There's some mud on your horse's butt and you're going to, you see it and you're going to go over there and you're going to brush that mud off. Chances are your horse is not going to move. You're going to have a strong focus, strong attention. You're going to walk right up. He's going to stand there while you knock the mud off. Now, I've seen students trying to ask their horse to yield their hindquarters, and they're using that same technique. They're putting a stronger focus. They're putting their all their, their strong attention on the hindquarters. And the more they do that, the more the horse just stands glued to the ground. So remember earlier I said focus can feel static. That's what I mean by that. I'm looking at your hindquarters that are right there and I'm looking at them. And the horse is like, okay. (laughs) So focus and attention live in the present moment. It's choosing one thing right here, right now to concentrate on. So the more students focus on those hindquarters, the hindquarters are going to energetically do exactly what focus says. Stay right here, right now. (laughs) So what's going to create the movement is the intention that we send. It's the picture we have in our minds of the result of our focus. What do you want your horse to be doing in the future? So, other students I see doing the opposite. And, you know, none of this applies to me. I keep saying students. I've seen myself do all this too. So, you know, it's just easier for me to see it when it's other people. (laughs) But believe me, I'm not perfect from this. This is why I think about this stuff so much. So other times, maybe I'll say it that way, other times we can be so focused on the end result that we forget to actually pay attention to what's happening in the moment. So it could be that sometimes we have such a strong intention to get the, the hindquarters to yield um, 
that we're like so focused on the result. Like I got to get the hindquarters to yield that we go in using too many aids because we're just so committed to it happening <laughs> that we don't even bother to wait to see if the horse is going to offer it or not. We're just like, we got to get it done. That's the get it done. Those, those hindquarters are yielding. It's going to happen. <laughs> going to make sure it happens. And we can end up using stronger aids than we need. Other times, if we're really focused on like getting something to happen, we can um, be thinking so much about what we want to, to have happen that we forget to keep some of our attention on the details happening now in the moment. And that's when things can get like sloppy or we get really inconsistent results because we're not noticing some of the finer details about our positioning or the, the, what the horse is um, offering. So it's, it's really about becoming aware. So as you play with your horse, see if you can be aware of where your focus is and what your intention is, preferably in reverse order of what I just said there. What is your intention? And then where are you going to put your attention? Where are you going to focus your attention to help you meet your intention? So if you're putting your focus on something, make sure you know why and what result you want from it. I'm looking at the hindquarters so that they will move versus I'm looking at the hindquarters so I can go knock that piece of mud off of it. Become clear about the difference between focusing on doing the exercise versus focusing on an exercise so that your horse becomes more balanced or relaxed or energized, etc. So, so you can get really microscopic. I'm asking this, I'm, I'm want the hindquarters to move. So I'm going to focus my attention so that they move. So one little move. Or you can go bigger picture and say, okay, well, why am I even asking for a leg yield? Oh, well, I want to do leg yield so that my horse becomes more symmetrical in pushing off their right hind leg versus their left hind leg. You know, so there's the, the macro kind of reason, intention behind what we, what we do. And if we're not aware of the intention behind why are we even doing the exercise in our training? We're missing golden training moments. And I've, I've talked about that before, the power of knowing why you're doing the exercise that you're choosing. And, and if you know the intention, you know, you can, you might be busy perfecting your precision I guess I should say, if you're, if you're not sure of the intention, you might be busy perfecting the precision of the exercise and you might not notice that your horse actually just became a little more relaxed. Even if the shoulder in wasn't perfect, it's like, wow, he just, he's more engaged. All right, let's take that. <laughs> so how do we, how do we improve playing with things like intention and focus and attention. It can all sound really nice, great ideas, <laughs> but go out in the real world and try to do some of this stuff. 
um, it might seem hard. So I thought I'd give you some uh, just tips on how to improve some of these things. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. So let's say you find it easy to set intentions but you have trouble getting your attention to stay focused in the moment, right? So maybe you've got great ideas. Here's all the stuff I want to do, but you're, you're feeling a little scattered or maybe not seeing all the details. So um, practice asking yourself, where is my attention now in this moment? Where's my attention? So this is just something to remind yourself of a lot. Set a little, set some alarms on your, on your watch or your phone and just practice and, and know that, um, your intention is every time you hear that tone, it triggers you to go, where's my attention? And maybe where's my intention, you know, right before the alarm went off, (laughs) what was I thinking of? It's a great practice. You need to train yourself to be more aware of where your attention actually is and be more disciplined about focusing more deeply uh, for longer amounts of time on, you know, small technical skills. That's going to be helpful, right? But the first thing is to just notice, don't judge just notice, oh, wow, my attention's like way over there. My attention is three day, on three days ago. My attention is on a month from now. So there's, you know, just notice. <laughs> just practice noticing where is your attention in reality. So meditation and breathing exercises can really be helpful to build these skills. You can also create a mantra or a simple phrase to repeat to remind yourself of what to focus on. Uh, It might be like a list of steps in the exercise that you're doing, you know, for that specific exercise to help keep your attention on the things that you want it to be on. Or it might just be a reminder to watch for something. And the best tip to get started with this is to not be frustrated if you feel like your mind is everywhere. That's normal. That is the job of the mind. So marvel in your mind's ability to pay attention to so 
many different things. <laughs> so many random different things, or is that just me? <laughs> just notice where it goes and see if you can gently suggest it to pay attention to what you um, want it to pay attention to. So I remember years ago when I first started trying to meditate, I just kept feeling like a failure because every three seconds my mind was somewhere else. And then I realized that that's the whole point. It's going to wander. Notice it wandered, bring it back. So if you get to practice that a million times, that's perfect. That was a million times that you noticed and you brought it back and eventually it will stay longer, <laughs> but keep it fun. Marvel at your mind's ability to pay attention to so many different things. Just knows where it goes and see if you can gently playfully suggest it pays attention to what you'd like it to pay attention to. And that's one of the um, purposes of a mantra It's because maybe your mind isn't quiet but if it's going to pay attention to something, you get to choose. So a mantra is just a repeated phrase. And if you can get in a habit, it's just like, just listen to this. Be here now. Be here now. Be here now. Just keep your mind busy remembering to repeat the phrase. And at least now it's paying attention to one thing that you're in control over. And that's a start. Now, let's say you find it really easy to focus your attention in the moment, but you have trouble picturing the results that you need, right? So you're, you're a detail person, you're really thinking about, you're paying attention to everything, but sometimes it's like, it's still not going, right? So you're focusing really hard on the hindquarters, but they're not moving anywhere. You need to think about the intention. So if you need help with that, you want to visualize the question for you is what will success look like? Stop and ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> why are you, know, why are you sending energy to the haunches? What will success look like? Exactly. Remember horses think in pictures or so I'm told. <laughs> so remind yourself of what you're trying to accomplish in the future. Don't just stare at the haunches picture them moving. If you're not sure, ask, ask a question to your instructor or watch some videos. So if you have an instructor that teaches a lot um, with aid, so everybody has a different teaching style. Some instructors will say um, more, more bend, a little more energy. And others will say inside leg, <laughs> right? So if you have a, a teacher that, um, teaches with just aids and you're not sure what's supposed to happen when you put that inside leg on, stop and ask. You go, oh, when I put that inside leg on, do you want my horse to get more active or are you asking the hind leg to, to come um, under a little bit or are you asking, you know, do you want more bend? If you don't know the difference, <laughs> there's a lot of things that an inside leg can elicit in a horse. If you don't know what it's supposed to elicit, you need to stop and you need need you need to ask because once you can picture it, you know, the intention, you know, the action, the, the success in the future, you can picture it. You can see the result happening and 
then if your horse starts to do it, you're going to be able to recognize it sooner. You're going to be able to reward them and say, yeah, that's it. So what's a tip to get started with this one? Make a ritual out of setting intentions for easy stuff. I mean, really easy stuff. So here's something you can try. It's not horse related, but I want you to feel the difference between doing the dishes versus setting the intention of the dishes becoming clean. Seems like a small distinction, but I bet you you've experienced someone in your house who did the dishes, but they still didn't get clean. They just sat there and moved the sponge around. They did the technique. They put the dish in the water. They put soap on the sponge and they moved the sponge around the plates and they still didn't get clean. (laughs) So practice remembering to set an an intention. Don't just do the dishes. Make the dishes clean. Have fun with this. Be ridiculous. Remember to set the intention. Because I think sometimes our horses see us moving stuff around. They see us with the water and the soap and the sponge. They see us going through the motions. And the whole time they're thinking, what am I supposed to be doing? (laughs) I see you're doing the things. What am I supposed to be doing? So practice setting simple intentions for everything you do. For example, I don't sit down at my computer to write a blog or to say words on a podcast. I sit down with the intention of helping you with your horse. (laughs) And luckily, I'm able to focus my attention long enough on the subject that I can actually get it done. I hope. So bottom line is you got this. Remember, you can do this. We all need to be equally skilled in knowing where our attention is in the moment, being able to focus deeply on what we're doing and having a clear intention of what we want the result to be. And remember, it's actually backwards order of that. We need to have a clear intention of what we want the result to be. We need to notice where our attention is and be able to focus it deeply on what we're doing. Notice yourself so that you can know yourself. When you know where you are and what you're doing and what you want to be doing, and where you want to be going. There will be no stopping you. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book, You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. 
Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.